0: Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years.
1: Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya! A long home run for Cody
2: Ransom!
0: The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best, never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game Podcast, presented by Rolly White RV.
3: Welcome to Playing the Game Podcast. Thanks for dialing into us. I'm your host, Brock White, with my co-host,
1: Cody Ransom. How's everybody doing today? Good. Thanks for having me.
3: We have Bradley White making another appearance. We're super excited to have him. We are first podcast of the year, 2021. That's right, it is. Forget about that. Yeah, this is... These guys don't realize, but this is kind of an exciting podcast for me, because we did a podcast about just hunting, right? Mm-hmm. And now I brought in one of the guys that shared this time of the year for the last 13 years with me, which is we get really rallied up about goals. And we get our whole company all really white. We send emails out, hey, it's goal time. What are you going to be your goals for the year? And And then because of that, it makes me think about my personal life. So, you know, I've already been setting goals for me uh, on a bunch of different levels, mm-hmm. like financially and physically and mentally. And it's such a important part of my life. I think I wanted to share it with all of our listeners. So, um, what do you think, Brad? Yeah. It's a... Uh,
2: <clears throat> Always been a big part of my life, and setting goals and measuring those, and seeing where we're at in life, so that we can know we're growing and moving forward. And so, like I said, I've spent a lot of time with you doing these things, and so it'd be awesome to all kind of sit around and talk about it and share yeah. that.
3: Cody, S- so see what the year has to
1: offer for you guys. Well, yeah. for
3: Cody, like, how does your goal set? Because like you. Playing baseball, Mm -hmm. would you set them like at the beginning in January, like we do? Or would you wait till the new baseball season? Or when would that happen for
1: you? No, so I was good at them a little bit, and then I was really bad at goal setting uh, for a while. Um, I think for me, I would set them kind of after the previous year. So it wasn't like a new year thing. So, like, you know, the season ended in September or October, whenever it ended, and I would start setting my goals for the. different goals, off-season goals, like what I wanted to achieve by the end of the off-season and what I wanted to achieve during the next season and and by the end of the next season. So short-term, long-term, you know, later on in my career. But um, it, I was kind of always – I always set them, like, extremely high um, later you, on.
3: Yeah. And so – Was it so high that was very unattainable? Or was it, like, you could definitely get there just pushing yourself really hard?
1: When I would set them lower, I would get complacent. Like, yeah. if I if I felt like it was easy to get to, then it was like I didn't work as hard. I wanted to set them where almost like I couldn't get to them. And if I did, it was, like, extraordinary. Yeah. Right? But it was, like, it was something that was, like, when I wrote it down, uh, it scared me a little bit. You know, yeah. like, I, I wanted to be like, I don't know if I can do this. But that yeah. that kind of, and I that's how I set them now. Like, that, that kind of drives me, so.
3: Um. Was goal setting a huge part? Like for me, I would think that if I was, I couldn't imagine like a major league program, a professional in any sport. It seems like that would have to be a huge part. Is goal setting at the beginning of the year, like maybe during spring training or mm-hmm. uh, training camp or whatever? What was was it a big part? I think I think it is.
1: I think now they have um, – they actually have people that help out with that. We have, like, mental skills department yeah. now, and it, it kind of streamlines everything and kind of <laughs> takes yeah. out all the crap that we messed up at over, over time. Yeah. Um. You know, like, er, early in my career, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And they were all number goals, and they were all like, yeah. you know, this is what I want to get to. But eh, it's not like a process goal for me, you know, and, and those things are, I think – Personally those are those are what um, kind of drove me more than like uh an end result numbers kinda yeah. goal. Do
3: you
2: guys find your goals changing through the year?
3: Without <coughs> a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Like, all right, I'll put my goals and if during the middle of the year I'm like, Okay, that I'm gonna crush it. Time to raise the bar. Or vice versa, like, hey, I set this too high, maybe I need to readjust.
2: Or maybe changes, right? Like, oh, oh, for sure. Some came. Oh, yeah.
1: Something new or yeah. change or, we yeah. We just
2: have a totally different direction we're headed here. Like, yeah. you know, we've, we've done that, you know. Be, we have this goal set here at work, and then all of a sudden, and I'll use the Idaho law as an example, it's like, oh, we're doing Idaho law. And it's like, well, we need to realign some stuff here. Mm-hmm. And so I find that it's a good question to ask you guys because, Happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I have like my, like you're talking about uh, categories where these long-term goals, these short-term, and then like what Brock was saying, personal, mm-hmm. financial, family seems to be my three categories. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, so.
3: No. So I'm gonna read a statement to you guys and see what you guys like. What does this mean to you? I. This is the statement. Sorry. I have, like, these little, like, if you guys see my trailer, I have a little thing on it that says doing greater than talking. Mm -hmm. And I saw this statement, and it kind of is in that realm, and I wanted to get your opinion because I I do think it's relevant to what we're talking about, and that is I am greater than I was. What does that mean to you guys? Brad? To me, it's something I strive for, and so I –
2: Look back every year and think, "Am I better than I was, or even daily, I need to be better than I was yesterday, yeah, and so to me, it's something that I think that would be a good phrase to reflect on throughout my whole life it It's a good reminder to am i am I doing what I need to be doing
3: yeah um, Cody, what do you think
1: yeah like like i had, I used one that was just better every day. And so, like, we, we talked about being 1% better. And yeah. so I think that goes along the same lines. But, you know, you, you get up every day and you tr- try and do something to make yourself 1% better at whatever it is. Uh, do I succeed every day? No. <laughs> like, there's a lot of times where I don't. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of weeks and months that I don't. Um, but doesn't mean you just don't start, stop. St- doesn't mean that you don't keep working at it, you know. Um, yeah. So I think we're all... I hope that we're all always a work in progress and trying to be better and at life, at
3: business, at whatever it is you're you're doing. Yep, for me, it means don't live in the past. What you did in the past, yeah, it's fine, but it's more important to be present and be um, striving for something new because what you did in the past. That's cool and all, but it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's over.
2: You're as good as your last shot. Yeah. Like,
3: (laughs) you got to keep striving. You got to keep grinding. You got to be, you know, like you said, 1% better every day. Just a little bit. But You don't have to be a lot. And I think some people have a problem with that because they think they have to have these huge changes in their life to Mm -hmm. become better. And Brad's taught me something. He teaches me this all the time is you don't have to have these huge changes. They could be little tiny changes. Like you said, one percent just change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead of eating a double cheeseburger, why don't you just eat a cheeseburger? Take take <laughs> half. I don't know. Like I think one percent <laughs> might
2: be a triple. Take the top bun off, right? Yeah, like take 50% the fifty percent. Like.
3: Yeah, you just he. Oh, I've seen all the time where he just takes the bun off or does a little something here, and then you know he's on the right path again. Yeah. Um I think that's a hard one though.
1: Like that's it's hard to not live in the past. Like it, it is. It's hard it's to not think about the past. I guess is what I'm saying. Not live there or whatever, but uh, it's, it's, it's tough. I think it's a tough thing for a lot of people. It's good to
2: remember the past, so you don't go backwards. Right. Learn mm-hmm. from it. But necessarily dwell on it and let it right. bring you down. You
1: know? No, I agree. I'm just saying that's not always yeah, easy. Yeah.
3: It's yeah, not. Yeah, 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 I think there's a lot. Well, of then you have some people that like maybe really did something cool in the past, and they just they are that person for right. the rest of their life. Uh-huh. And it kind of really stunts their growth as a human.
1: Yeah, I would. I would say my probably first year after I got done playing was like that. Like I just didn't know how to move on. Uh, you know, first, first that year was my uh, life for eighteen years. Yeah. So, you know, trying that's trying a big to get transition. It, it was. It was huge for for me, for my family, for everybody. Um, I think I, I see that with a lot of pro athletes. That you know, that's been all they've done. No. And for a good majority, that's who they are. And so trying to figure out who you are after that is, is not easy, for I, sure.
2: I can only imagine how hard that is. We uh, Every year we take from Christmas to New Year's off, mm-hmm. and that's what, it's like nine days or something. Mm-hmm. And I struggle towards the end of it. I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. I need to go back to work. Like, <laughs> and that's like nine days, right? So I can only imagine spending that much time, what right. you do, and then being like, well, what do I, where do I find myself? You know, like. Yeah.
3: You had your, your head's down grinding mm-hmm. on the grind. Like you got your nose down in that dirt just crushing it, and then all of a sudden one day, because if you're a professional athlete, you can't. there's no cruise control, I'm sure you're just cranking, and then all of a sudden one day you're, you're not that anymore. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I took off Christmas and New Year's this year too, and it's the first time I've done it. Yeah, like in a long time. Yeah. How was it? I don't want to go back to work. You know, what? yeah, well, you can go one good, way or dude. the other, right? Yeah. Dude, we went uh. up to the cabin, took the kids snowboarding, hunted. Like it was awesome. So well, that's like good I for would, you, man. It yeah. was. It was awesome. But today I've been trying to catch
3: up, and it, oh um, yes, Kicking my butt. The, the but cut. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I didn't. Yeah, today right.
2: was my first day back too. But it was it was nice to get back, and it's weird because this, today this one fell on. Saturday being mm-hmm. the second, so and then we're closed Sunday. So like, go back. It was kind of yeah. nice. Got a day that was like, oh, I can get her. And then once I get their money, it would just be right back to instead of catching up. So Perfect. it was a good day.
3: Um, what is like your process for goal making? When do you do it? Like, how do you choose the new goals for the year?
2: For me, a lot of times I. I would say the last nine years, I've had a whiteboard. And I try to do it right around right now. Yeah. And I sit down and I have those categories. For me, it's uh, personal, family, and professional. And I try to put them on a board, and I leave it in my closet so that I'm reminded of it. Not every morning I see it, but sometimes I see like, Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be a better dad. Mm-hmm. and then i put down my phone and go help my wife you know and, yeah. and it makes a, a change you know and but i catch myself slipping in those little ones oh. and when i when i look at that it, it's nice to to do that so my process is kind of sitting down i have to write it out and i have to see it but then i also think about goals for a long time what do i want to do next year what do i want to accomplish? What. Yeah, And I kind of start processing those from, like, October to now. Yeah. And then start laying those out and then go I, after it, you
3: know. I think you brought up a lot of good points there where you, one, you thought about it. Like, you, it's an actual, like, it wasn't you just sat down and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, you've been thinking about it. Like, it means something to you. And then, two, you wrote it down on a board. Because when you write something down, now you're committing, right? Now it's a commitment. Now you said to yourself, I'm going to do this. Like what we did before we started the podcast, we both, me and you both committed to Cody some weight goals, personal training, you know? Mm -hmm. So now you put it up on your wall to remind you every day what that is. So now you can think about it. And on top of it, it reminds you like when you're slipping, right? and uh, I think all those couldn't be a better goal that's I think perfect I couldn't ask any more from anybody on goal setting you know I I wrote mine down on my phone mm-hmm. I put my goals and start writing down my phone but now that I heard that I'm like go get a whiteboard
1: yeah I, I keep them in my phone or or write them in it I have a you know a little notebook journal thing that I always take notes in and like daily workouts and, you know, just write them down. We've got a whole bunch up at the house. Yeah. The problem with that is like you don't see it every day, right? Unless you go in to physically look at them in your notes, they're not out there. Um, like when I played, I always had them in my locker, right? Like the ones I could yeah. do at the field were always in my locker. So I saw them every day when I opened the top of it, it was inside the lockbox thing. And um, like for me, when I, when I set goal, like if I think of something, like right now I'd write it down and then kind of assess that over the next little while and then decide if that's kind of the direction or whatever. But if something pops in my head, then, like, I'll, I'll put it down and then kind of figure out if if that's the right direction and how, like, to get there, right? So then you have a process that go goes along with it. So it's, it's um, like, a lot of mine are spontaneous, right? Like, this is something I want to do, so let's write it down. And then mm-hmm. in a week, if I still feel the same way, Okay, let's figure out how, either how to get there or or what what steps we have to take to try and make that realistic or or whatever. Um, the ones that don't work, is when I write them down, I start right then, <laughs> right? Because yeah. there's not really a process in place for me. I, I I'm real like process oriented. Like I have a lot of ideas, and I really want to follow up on all of them. They're just not all like realistic, you know. Sure. Or or even I don't care if they're not attainable. Like that doesn't bother me. I've I failed so many times at everything, right? Like failure's all part of it. Right. Sure. So I'm okay with trying for it and not getting there. Yeah. As long as I can try for it. Um and so that that's what the process part is. But I'm also too kinda of, like too stubborn to stop.
3: Well,
1: I <laughs> yeah. think like each one of us is here just, is
3: Yeah. On that stubborn. I think we're all three of us are pretty pretty stubborn. I would say if you look at most
1: quote-unquote successful people, they're all kind of like that, um, you know, in, in some aspect or another, whether it's successful at a relationship, a job, a career, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, I think they're all probably pretty stubborn in, in that category or field.
3: Sure. Yeah,
2: and I feel like what you said of mistakes and failure are like, if you're not making mistakes and failure, you're not trying, right? Right. You're not pushing. You're not – so you're just laying there. You're not setting those high enough. Yeah.
3: I mean, Brad – I mean, I've heard Brad say so many times, like, if you're not on the edge of wanting to quit, then you're not working hard enough. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I compare my career or work with kind of being at the gym, like mm-hmm. – there's days I go to the gym, and when every time when I leave, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I went. You know, that mm-hmm. was awesome. But I, I start working out, and I'm about eight reps, and I'm like, I should just put this down. <laughs> and the days that I put it down, I I failed, right? But when I push through to, say, it's 12, that's where it's, it's really building the muscle, right, from 10 to 12. Those first days were just to get you there to actually grow. Right. And I compare that at work, I there's just days I'm like, I this just might not be for me. Maybe I'm like I this is too much. Yeah. Like I can't handle all this. But then you grow and you learn how to handle that situation <laughs> and, or whatever it is that's going on and then you move on and I look back now at how some of those things that were really difficult for me back then are super easy today. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's where I grew, and I thought, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I love it. And once you get through it, right? Yeah. But I feel like that if you're not wanting to put down the bar or not wanting to give up, you're probably not doing something right. Yeah.
1: Running through 12 easy reps isn't really going to build anything. You You know, know. it's not going
3: to. No. Right. I mean, even making it, like waking up and wanting to go, Mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest was the biggest hurdle for me for a long time and committing to you guys saying and that's a part of our goal setting if you don't let others know about it then it'll be really easy not to even do it mm-hmm. you know because no one's gonna know yeah like brad wrote it up there on the wall now everybody can see it right your wife she's definitely probably looking at it and,
1: She's writing new things in there. <laughs> right. We fix this Take one right Take the garbage here. out every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, to have s- accountability is huge. And it, if, you know, it's really hard to hold yourself accountable 100% of the time. Um, like, oh, you know, getting up when you guys come to the house to train, you know, it's like there's mornings I don't want to get up. For I'm sure. I'm like, dang, they're going to be here in a minute, you know, 20 minutes I got to get up. Yeah, that you know, one day. Whether, whether one day. I want to or not.
3: Yep. I, what day was it when you were at the field all day, dude? Your eyes were so swollen from all the dirt. <laughs> you look miserable. You look just like you're just toast, you know. But there's times I know that I was like, there's almost every day I don't want to go. So yeah, yeah but you're doing it. I'm, I'm like, doing
1: it, and it gets easier and easier. I think as 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 it goes.
2: Yeah, the accountability is I have to have somebody I work out with or somebody they relying on me, and I've told them I'm gonna be there. Because that has gotten me there so many times. Same with work. I know a lot of people rely on us. And if I don't show up, like, I'm going to let them down. So I I have to put it out there. I have to commit in a way say, okay, I'll be there. So I know you're going to get out of your bed. It's not for you. You're doing this to help us out. It's
1: for me, too. uh, It
2: really is. Sitting there, you know, like, if I don't to let you down. I'm
1: going to be there. Like, make sure I'm there, you know, like. That's oh, so. been good. Like I I love that part of it. So it's accountability.
3: Great. Yeah, I I think accountability and goals is just if you don't then there's probably a high rate of failure. Mhm. Um, how important is it to like review have a year end review of your goals? I mean, sometimes we make the goal setting portion so important, right? But we don't do a year in review and make that just as important because that's just as important as you know, looking at like what you accomplished what, or what you failed at.
2: It's nice having that whiteboard because I have to erase it. Just write my new goals and I can go through and be like, well, totally failed at that. That one's staying. Oh, accomplished that, dude. Awesome. I want to up that one. And and so I've had some goals that are on there that have been on there for three years, whether it's
1: still not done
2: a fitness goal that I'm trying to accomplish mm-hmm. that I just didn't prioritize, right? And so that's the nice part about writing it down like that is because now I have to face it and I have to be like, Okay, here's where I need improvement or this I need to actually focus on this this time, yeah. You know, yeah this year.
1: Yeah, I think I think you review them like often. I I review them all the time, like going through them like is this am I working the right way towards this goal or or that goal or am I, you know, am I not am I going the other way and do we have to adjust, you know, what we're doing to get back on track for that one and and then then at the end of the year, you know, kind of go back through, but I don't know. New year's for me isn't like I'm not a big resolution type guy. Like no. I, I I think it's got to be more of a lifestyle type thing. So um like I said, when in June, you know, it, it's yeah. not oh, for sure. like I've never really been like January 1st is coming. Sure. I'm pumped. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. Um, I think those are the those are the things that that I see fail the most is when it's a New Year's resolution, quote unquote, you know, and it's it's a uh,
3: January, February. Good. March yeah. rolls around, good. over. You're
1: five weeks in and yeah, you're already done or like people, you know, New Year's resolution, let's start working out well. The first and second are like Saturday, Sunday, and, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad. You gym's said closed. That. I'm gonna go back in on Monday. Glad you you already you've already screwed up two days. Yeah, so. I'm
2: glad you said that because that's kind of what I was asking earlier. Do you guys goals change? But it's <laughs> not really change. It's setting new setting ones. a goal in June, right? Right. Instead of like mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, so that's a good point.
3: Yeah, because so many people just wait for like for us. We have we're we're closing out. Yeah, the, the business side of it right, yeah. is, is a year to yeah. year. Right and, right, right. and for me, but like I just use that when I'm doing that to do my personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's something in the middle of the year you should do it. Cause it's a lifestyle. Why yeah. wait? Right. Why wait to change? Right. Yeah. Cause if yeah. you wait, you're just you're never going to do it.
1: Exactly. Or you forget about it or, or something more important mm-hmm. comes up or whatever.
2: Yep. And that's something I've learned with being with Brock is, uh, of everything is just go do it. That's it. And we figure out, you know. There's a lot of times I've been where I'm like, well, I'm not quite prepared for this. Or I need to get the – and he's like, well, we're doing that.
1: Let's just go do it (laughs) right now.
2: And then it all just kind of pan ties in together. So
1: it works out well. Let's just go right now and do it. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So. Sweet. Yeah, I a lot of things is just doing, right?
1: Yeah. It's without a doubt. Yeah, you gotta, gotta just jump sometimes, man.
2: Brock had to step away, but that's what I was saying. Yeah, I some some that I learned from you is like, well I'll repeat. Set goals or we do something, and I'm like, Well, we need to do this and we need to do that and we need and you're just like, No, we're just gonna go do it. I'm like, Well, I guess we're doing that. Yeah. And
3: it always works out and so yeah i noticed like when it always usually works out usually works out <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you if you it it always usually work works if it out.
2: doesn't work out it worked out yeah yeah in
1: one way we learned from it yeah
3: i the biggest thing like, i remember when we we're just started and we would sell these trailers without fixing the awnings i don't know if you remember that brad we would never fix awnings we just discount it like a thousand bucks like Okay, awning needs fixed. but uh, here's a thousand bucks. Um, and then we just like, let's figure out how to do this. We didn't we're dumb. We could have YouTube it for sure. We just started ripping it apart. <laughs> and then we start fixing awnings. We just figured it out on our own. I remember that. And then from then on out we fixed all the awnings. That was the start of like our trailer fixing career.
2: Yeah, awnings. And I remember we Tell because we had no idea, so we'd be like, Hey, replace trying for like five hundred bucks. We'd like, Really? Huh? Can you do two? <laughs> Can you do <laughs> two for the guy down the street was like you know, two grand. Like, yeah. We're oh, yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were so dumb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we 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 you know, it was just a learning curve for sure. And
2: well, we got know. good at changing awnings. Yes. Yeah, we got really good. <laughs>
3: We could do all sorts uh, of awnings. Awnings must <laughs> break a lot, huh? Oh, dude. Well, That's <laughs> different
2: thing. Like, they all well, used to be a manual awning, so it's kind uh, of. Now they're all electric, so yeah. I wouldn't even know how to change all those.
1: Nice hit a button. Yep.
3: Pretty nice. Now, um. What, um. Hold on a second. I lost. Pull that list
1: back up. My
3: list here. I have this list. Um. Why is it important to choose goals that you can actually attain over, like, you know, these, like, shooting for the moon, I'm going to aim for the stars? Why is it important to be attainable goals versus that? Or is it more important to choose that? What's your opinion? What do you guys think on either one? Personally, I think you need both of them.
1: Um, Just my opinion. Because, I mean you don't want to fail at everything, right? So if you set a goal that you can't get to, um, but you're going to keep working your butt off at it, but all of them are like that, then you don't really ever feel successful. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's, I think there's some goals that need to be set like that are attainable that are, you know, maybe more short term that you can, you know, work towards and get there and then reset. And then the bigger ones for me are the ones that are, kind of scary, right? The long-term ones that, you know, I want to really go for A couple of years yeah. from now, here's where I want to be. And that might be – I might not get there in a couple of years, but you might reset and say a year later. Um, but the short-term ones, I think, are, are – it's more realistic to have, in my opinion and in, in my experience, to have uh, more attainable. Uh, maybe maybe not so quite as high, but, you know, it might be two weeks from now. This is what I want to be done.
3: Um, yeah, so what? how many – would you like i mean every goal is different you know time period of time but like what would you define a short term versus a long term like how long is a short term goal versus a long term
1: i mean i have goals that are a week away and i have goals that are a couple months away and i have goals that are a year away and for me those are all kind of in the short term realm yeah. uh, a year is kind of pushing it for me usually the the long term ones for me are are like
3: a couple of years from now, like yeah.
1: two years from now, five years from now, whatever,
3: you know? And I think that's what, where Brad comes in of like, you know, changing your goals, like you said, like, mm-hmm. because as you're accomplishing all these short-term goals, like you might be like crushing that long-term goal. Right. I've definitely changed a bunch of long-term goals because of that. We've uh, just, you know, things got good or bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Brad? yeah I, I agree
2: with you there's it's kind of the categories thing where I've had goals that are fifteen year goals you know mm-hmm. and uh goals that are like I said weekly daily year mm-hmm. so long term short term all kinds of different things but it's for me i guess it's always progression right it's right. always
3: moving that yeah here's a Question, I hope it's not too personal, but would, do you set goals for sobriety?
2: No. No. Like, what do you mean, I guess?
3: Well, like, cause so it's been, um how long has it been? 13. So, like, you have a goal, like, yeah, you want to get to whatever years, or, like, I guess that's kind of a dumb question. I guess it's
2: really not a goal, it's just a kind what? of turning a lifestyle. I just don't. Ever
3: you it's, definitely celebrate every year, like when it's fourteen fifteen,
2: yeah, I try to take like a little personal moment to reflect on it and be like, oh, come a long way and and for me
3: <clears throat> that's
2: kind of a point of reflection for me. There's a few throughout the year, one is like on the when I got sober off drugs and stuff, and I kind of look at where I'm at, reevaluate myself and see where. How far I've come from that point yeah. to where I'm at, and then usually around this time of year, I spend a little bit of time to do that, and maybe in the same, you know throughout the year, rest of the year, you know, a few here and there. But I wouldn't say there's a a goal there other than staying clean. Yeah, is really the only one. It's yeah. still a goal. It's, it's a, goal. a goal,
3: and you still when you accomplish it. Every year, you look back on it, and it's a celebratory yeah. event. I you know? guess and I
2: never looked at it that way. I've just always, like in terms of it being a goal, yeah. more of just the.
3: It's just something you're going to do. Yep. And, but yeah, I, I, I think it's cool that every year you look back on that day and reflect on how far you've come. Yeah. Heck, man, from the day I met you... I remember you—you uh, you weren't too deep into it, maybe a year or two, right? Yeah, not, yeah,
2: and probably not even a year, R- real close to maybe a year. Um,
3: mm-hmm. I remember when you told me, and I think you—you weren't nervous. You were just like, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you."
2: Yeah, I felt like um, it's funny the in the first few years. I always felt like I like it was a character flaw or something. Like i, I had to let me tell you what you are getting into. <laughs> a warning, like, yeah. And I remember my wife, like, the first night we uh started like talking and hanging out, like, I just like told her everything, and she was like, I sh- I should just be running right now, like, this is stupid. <laughs> but it was always like, I remember my uncle even told me one time, he's like, You know, you don't always have to like tell everybody, tell that, you know, it's not, it's fine, <laughs> like, like, Did I you know, have the, like, you don't need like, to know all that, right? Yeah, 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 like, but I guess it. It worked well for me because, like, with my wife or with you, yeah. like, you could have just, <clears throat> that could have been a game-changer right deal-ender right there, right? Yeah. And uh, we could have moved on. And so it's worked out in both of these situations really well to where, hey, I, w- I just want you to know where I'm at and yeah. what I'm doing. And
3: <laughs> so. Well, what was cool about it was at the time I was so, I had no idea about any of that. So. It wasn't a big deal. I was just like, "Oh, that's really cool that you're clean and you're on that path, man." So I was like super supportive of that. Now knowing what I know now, with having gone through with my brother and seen other people, you know, I'm glad I didn't know that because I would have been a little bit weird. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I am too. Like, people, I'm like, "You did drugs? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> uh, like you find out, like I like I want people like two years clean. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like,
2: <laughs> well, it's tough. And when people come to me for advice, something I'm like, "Wow." Well, there's really nothing you can do. Are they willing to help themselves? Yeah. Because if not, that's good
3: true. Luck. Like, just, just see you later. Um, but yeah, that that to me, I know you don't look at it that way, but I look at your some of the biggest things you accomplish is that. I mean, um, it's like such a low percentage of people that are able to get out of addiction. I I heard the percentage is like super low. Like you're more likely to recover from cancer. And overcome addiction. Right. So to Especially me the way he did it. Yeah. I'm done. I'm walking oh. out right now. That's the ultimate thing you could do for goal right there. That's what goals are all about. You know, if you can stay clean, that's better than me staying away from Diet Coke. So <laughs> I think <laughs> that no. would
1: be you staying clean too. Yeah well Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I I am I'm saying it on the podcast. I'll that I'm cutting down for this Diet coke starting Monday <laughs> to sell all your stock. <laughs> I have to <laughs> drink the goal the thing is I'm setting a goal where if I drink a Diet Coke, I have to drink equivalent in water. And I'm gonna do that for two weeks and then I'm gonna up it to two to one ratio to three to one ratio to you know, that's my that's I'm I'm committing here on the podcast. you be in the Going to zero lot. or just like I don't just know.
1: not out of control. He, he's not going
2: to zero. I'm
3: out of control. It's uh definitely has its grasp all over me. So three, three to
1: one. It puts you about three gallons
3: of water a day probably. Still. So the idea is to get down to like maybe four sodas a day instead of like thirty, you know. Sweet.
1: It's like a half gallon. I like it.
3: I I need to get down. Oh, that Coke! I told Taryn like, let's just yeah, say I, I drank. Let's just put this in like forty-four ounces. You know, like big gulps. Let's just say I was drinking about fourteen big gulps today. <laughs> I want to get down <laughs> to two or three. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> She's like, dude, that's a two lot. or three is a lot. I'm like, well, no, you got to look at the progression. Two here. or three yeah. is still small eighty-eight. Steps, right? Still 88, eighty-eight ounces. ounces. Yeah, that's yeah. What we were just
2: talking about. We're just small
3: steps, big changes. Hey, don't get freaked out about what I'm consuming. <laughs> Think about that's, what I was consuming. Yeah.
2: Look what's going away. Yeah.
3: yeah, like
1: even if you, like, I mean, even like a daily to-do list is, is goal setting, right? Like people oh, totally. people don't understand, like,
3: how important it is it? I t- talk to kids all the time. Daily like, I
1: mean, to That's a really short-term goal. That's um. tomorrow or today. You get up in the morning, make it, or you make it the night before, whatever it is. Hopefully you can attain all those goals, like, and that's a that's a process that, it you know, will set you up for success because if those daily things are what's working towards the end goal, then the the long term goal gets met. If
3: you do a daily list, and I think that's a great idea because when I do it, it seems like it's so much done, even though like I might only get like three or four things done on the list. It's like so much more than I would have gotten done. What gives you? Um, it's it's a, it's a goal. It gives you something um, to
1: work towards. Like it's okay. This has to get done. Let's do this first. And, and do them from whatever most important to least important or easiest to hardest or hardest to easiest or whatever. Just be consistent with it. Whichever one's the hardest for me to do, yeah, I typically try and put first because I want to knock that out because it's that's the one I don't want to do and that's the one that's going to be the hardest for me to do. The other ones are all easy, right? So, like, I want the hardest one,
3: number first one up, on the list, get it done. Let's knock it out. Yeah and then we'll cruise through the other ones. Yeah. We're oh, actually yeah.
1: going to we're actually going to take this into the goal setting into our our youth teams this year and I'm I'm going to have each kid set a goal or a, a set goals right for their season. Yeah. Um and what they want to accomplish whatever it may be and then have each coach sit down with the team and have like a team type goal. Um, yeah, like, and, like and kinda, a
3: personal goal, team goal. Yeah. And then the big
1: but then I'll have the organizational goals and all that yeah. stuff. But I want I want each kid to kind of figure out and talk about We We did it a couple of years ago with our kind of our best team, you know, the, the kids that were a little bit different breed. Um, I don't want to say that the wrong way, but they're, they're just different. And I said, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. What do you guys want to do as a team? What do you want to do individually? And they actually were ranked number one in the country um, for a little while. So, like, that was – it worked, and I saw each one of them work towards those goals because I would bring them up. You know, I'd be like, hey, you said you want to achieve this goal. Are you doing this? So yeah. it, it helps us as coaches out too because we're able to kind of hold them accountable on their own. Like, you said you wanted to do this. Are you working towards it? Yeah. Not, hey, you got to go do this. Like, this is the goal you set. Nobody else did. Are you doing what you need to do to get there?
3: This is accountability thing.
2: Yeah, I like it.
3: Yeah, I like it. I think... It's important, like, for us, we have every, like, all the salesmen, we get we a big meeting together. It's a big thing. We review all of our goals from the year prior, and they have to report on their goals. And did they accomplish them, or did they not? You know, and if they didn't accomplish them, they have to explain what happened.
1: So right. you keep everybody's goals? You guys keep those? Do yeah. they turn yeah, them in? Yeah, we have. I mean, it. like, like they hand those in, or they, yeah. uh, we, they we make a
2: list, yeah, and then we, it's emailed out to everybody. But we then sit down and go over it, and we'll bring out a list or whatever, and and just see if we didn't attain it, why and how we can attain it this time around. And
1: are these departments or individuals?
3: Uh, it'll be it's more stores, yeah. Okay, it's so well, like for sales, but then for gotcha. an overall goal, right? Yeah. Okay, so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought when you said that, I thought each individual like had their goals for you know what, like, maybe each salesman wanted to do or what each, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah,
3: salesmen do have their own goals for sure. They keep them personal.
1: Right. So they're not shared with them throughout um, the company.
3: And they might share. Them I'm asking because
1: I would love to have our coaches, you know, do the same thing. I just don't really know how to have the coach. You know, from an individual <coughs> team set well, their goals.
3: Well, I think they do is they have the individual goals and they kind of have a little meeting at the store mm. and they share it together before our big meeting. And then we, and then they make, uh, based on those individual goals, they make a goal for the store. And then we come together, we talk about them. And then together as a group, we make a, a company goal. I like and that. then if the company goal we accomplish, it, usually we have some kind of... Reward. Yep. So can,
1: uh, when a company goal, like one store can make up for another one? Yeah. Yeah, because we do an average. You
2: know, yeah. so. right.
3: It's a whole team. Yep. That way, like, stores, you know, they're not trying to steal from each other mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, right. it's a team effort. And, um, you know, I remember the first, and this is going to go into, my question is the share a goal failure. And, I might have stole Brad's, but um, I remember, like, we were killing it every year. We would set our goal, and we'd smash it. And then we'd go on a trip as a company, mm-hmm. and every year, smash it, smash it. then we, and we just kept raising the bar, raising the bar, and I didn't feel like anything would ever stop us. And then, I don't know, it was 2018, <coughs> we <coughs> set our goal, and we didn't get it. We did not get it. We 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 failed. And it was like a big bummer because I really wanted to take the guys out on a trip, but we didn't get the goal. And um,
1: Is that because you set it a lot higher than it was or it was just one mar- of those years?
3: The market turned a mm-hmm. little bit and um, we didn't make it. And um, so we set the same goal. I don't think we made it the next year. We might have uh-huh. made it this year.
2: I think this year we're we're gonna go over that all here in we have the next a, week or two, but a lot of it too is that we're those goals that were set at the beginning were we were jumping quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and we got. It's kind of like losing weight for me. Like when I start at a point where I'm really out of my comfort zone, I can lose weight, more weight faster. Mm-hmm. But as I start getting down to where my comfort zone is and where I want to be, like, that becomes harder. And I think that was the same for this. It was, I don't want to say easy, but in those first few years, like, we were able to really do those. And we got to a point where it's it's a pretty high bar. Mm-hmm. And when we make that, and we'll see here in the next couple weeks if we did. But, like, I think it was just part of the transition. There's all those things you talked about, the market, but there's also – we've gotten pretty good at what we do in terms of that and so it's it's a little bit harder to get that last five pounds you know yeah right and so once we get there it's going to be great because then then we'll break through again you know and and we learn something or whatever it was that was holding us back those couple years yeah
3: all right we got to put on pause for a second
0: okay tired of going different places to get all you want looking for a program that offers everything are you interested in training nutrition baseball softball after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all wanna beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at RollyWhite.com.
3: And we're back. Sorry, guys. We had a little uh, tech support issue. Uh, massage chair. Never thought a massage chair would break up a podcast, but it did.
1: It's not the massage chair we're sitting in either because that's not the case. If we had three There's massage one inside chair. The house. Do you think if we had a massage chair, I wouldn't. I'd be asleep. Could do you Half think time. we could
3: talk while
2: getting excited? <laughs> Sorry, is this uh, goals for the podcast. Massage chairs next year. For no. You no, wait, <coughs> could we, I don't think
3: so. Could we get pedicures and do what? the podcast at the same time? No, we cannot. Wait, have you gotten a pedicure? What is it? Yeah,
1: I have. This right one. before my wedding, so it's been twenty years,
3: dude. We were gonna oh. me and Brad were gonna go get one today. Well, I, I don't have protocol. a problem
1: with that, but I don't think that would go down during the podcast.
3: Like little, little you know, getting your feet probably gotta have
1: caressed.
2: It was pretty funny. His brother <laughs> called me last night. <laughs> What's up, dude? He's like, "Hey, we'll get a pedicure with me tomorrow." <laughs> I was serious, serious hard tech. Myers, went, yep, <laughs> yep.
1: Um, but it was. A I funny guess the question of the day would be: <laughs> do you ask your wife?
3: Uh, you she, let her go on her own. She's like, she's. I did. I was like, you know, I want a pedicure. She's like, why don't you go on your own? I'm like, you don't go on your own to get a pedicure. And she's like, well, I just got one. I was like, well, I'm calling Brad. <laughs> and then I'm calling. Cody. Funny story, right there. Yep. Yeah. Cody, so you might get a phone call from me saying, "You want to go get a pedicure?"
1: All right. Don't take offense to the wrong answer. Oh, <laughs> if you don't
2: want to go? It's fine. Shotgun. Uh-huh. Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: so Cody's going to share. We just shared a story about our failure with Rolly White and how we didn't accomplish the goal and how much we've learned from it and grew from it. And that kind of stuck out in our, it's always stuck out with me as a pivotal moment of our career and um, how much I've learned from that failure story. And uh, Cody, is there like something that sticks out where you set a goal you didn't accomplish it, but you learned so much from it.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, so I had a bunch of different goals as a as a player. You know, looking back on my career, uh, recently there haven't been as many. You know, I, I, startup stuff. It's still kind of in the process of the goals now. So, um, I think uh, looking back to when I was playing, um, when I first started, I just I, w- I said I wanted to make it to the big leagues. Yeah. Period. Right, and I made that. And then that changed, too. I want to be, you know, make an impact in the big leagues, like an everyday player. Um, and that happened sporadically. I wouldn't say a lot. but And then that changed to, like, I, I wanted to play 10 years in the big leagues. 10 years in the big Yeah, like fully vested, full pension, all that stuff. And that was, like, my goal. That's what I was shooting for. And and I fell <laughs> short. I played 12, 12 or 13 seasons. In the big leagues, but not full years, so I never made the full 10-year pension, and only like I think there's only like just over a thousand or 1,100 or something like that, players that have ever
3: got 10 years.
1: played 10 years in the big leagues, out oh. of however many. What did, where did you get? Uh I think just under eight,
3: did it drive you? More to play more throughout your career. Is that something that drove you to
1: play yeah. more? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that and it it's also something that if I look back at like the early to middle part of my career, I think I could have done things better to have helped me get accomplish there. that. Yeah, and, and but but looking back at that, like I don't dwell on it or anything like that. You know, I can still, and that's that's kind of what's driven me back into coaching. Yeah, um, because if you get to the big leagues and you coach, you can finish that pension out. Damn. Um as part of it. So it's kind of a, like a driving, you know, force. And the reason that I'm coaching professionally again um, is to try and possibly do that. And that's not like – it's not really a goal yet, but it's kind of like – it's seeing if, if what I'm doing is, is something I like enough to try and put that amount of time in because it's going to take a while to get back there and and have to go through the whole process of getting back to that and and doing that. But, I mean, a full pension – Sets you up pretty good for the remaining of your life and yeah and and you know your family and insurance like all the stuff that goes along with it. So it's a lot more than just playing and and being. It's more the business side of that. I think I think that's something <clears throat> that I, I wasn't able to accomplish. Um, there were a lot of things I, I I wasn't able to accomplish while I played, but um, that that's one of them that kind of like knowing that there's only ten or eleven thousand. Guy, I think there's, I think it's just over eleven thousand players ever. I could be wrong on that number, but um, wow. to play ten years in the big leagues, that's uh, what well, I feel like. That number's high that I'm saying, but I heard it the other day. But I think, like, I mean, that's, that's a you great consider since eighteen hundred and whatever. Like, that's yeah, it's it's a lot of
3: that's for, a lot of people have gone through the big leagues and yeah. haven't got it, and What's cool is that you're still in the path.
1: Yeah, I, I think I am. I mean I'm on the slow path. <laughs> but like you, a pass a path, right. Like a path, it's, it's, you have it open. Get a little bit closer every day uh to it and if, if uh if it's something I end up deciding I want to do then um you know, it's it's ahead of me still. I mean so. how
3: many people have gone to eight years and then they retire like you did and then there's just not a path <laughs> back to getting that. And you have that availability. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I don't think we, like a lot of guys who get to eight years don't retire because they want to. It's because their careers come to an end and yeah. they decide for you that you're done. So, um, and that, and I'm they, okay. Like I was 40 years old. I knew I wasn't going to keep going. So, um,
3: well, the fact that you played till you're 40 was pretty, how, you played till how old? 40? Mm-hmm. that's pretty good my
1: forty year old season was well, it would have been my last one so yeah it was uh it was it was cool it was how but, I, was but I think that's my that's the thing that i i didn't accomplish um there's yeah. some other things that i didn't, but that that one to me kind of stands out like I could have done things differently and I learned from those right. um in future endeavors <laughs> that's
3: cool so let's talk about goals that you've accomplished that kind of pushed you to the, uh, drives you today. Actually, I thought more about the failure goal than I did about the success goal. But for me, the goals that drive me is when we do it as a group. And um, if it's a group, as in if it's me and my wife, or... If it's me and Brad, or me, Brad and the whole team of really White, or me and you, you know, we set goals together and then we do them together. And I just noticed that when we do it as a team, it seems like we can go so much farther than just me on my own. You know, like me and Brad go do something, I'm able to, he can do some things and I can do some different things. And we get so much more done than if we were just doing it by ourselves able to accomplish more because our skill sets are different and where he thought maybe the path ended, it was I would I was able to break through the roadblock and when I thought the path ended, he was able to get through it. So that's what the goals that I really like accomplishing that stick out for me. Brad Yeah.
2: Um <clears throat> the team goals are always Awesome, because, like you said, sometimes you think it's just over, and then somebody breaks through, and and you come around full circle to, it's like, oh, it's cool, man. I I gave up on that, and and then all of a sudden it comes through, and it's like, uh oh, that's pretty, pretty awesome situation. Um, in terms of personal, I just have always, I don't know whether it was a dollar amount or whether or like owning. I've always wanted to own my own business, and so those are goals that I set and just kept working towards and kept chipping away at to eventually getting here with you and doing this, and so they're goals that have come come to the past, and I'm going to be 40 this year, and I, I realized, like, I set a lot of goals from, say, 25 to 40, Mm-hmm. I kind of realized this past year, like, I need to start setting some new goals because everything kind of was up until this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now I need to, and I've been thinking about that a lot in the last couple months and what, what do I want to do and how do I want to spend the next 10 years of my life? Because I do believe that the next 10 years, 40 to 50, are going to be the best years of my life. And so I, I actually, this is a cool conversation to have because... I've been wanting to plan those things out so that I can figure out what I'm going to do here in the next ten years, you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, from forty to forty to almost forty five now's been yeah I've been retired um but still retired from my profession, right, but still doing other things with businesses and and whatever so it's it's I've had a lot more family time um which has been awesome for me, I don't know. They feel the same. It <laughs> might get tired of me. But um like being able to be home and watch the kids grow up and, and spend more time with my wife and you know not have to leave for seven, eight, nine months a year, um has been has been great for me and still able to do uh stuff with baseball. Um and the other things that we have going on this podcast and like all the other, you know extracurricular stuff we have going. I've been able to kind of start the one performance and, and, uh, you know, advising and, and one dream foundation. And, um, that's, that's a passion project. Like that's really something that I'm, I'm, I am passionate about. And, um, so that's been great. Like I've, I've had that in the back of my mind for for years and years and I've just never really, I think one had the time and two been willing to make the leap uh to kinda do it. It's a solo thing and you know, it's kinda solo things get scary sometimes and, and um but but I know like I know the direction of it's um uh, what I want finally and it, it took me a while to figure that star that part out. So and I you know the baseball career has helped me kind of organize this part as to what direction to take based on failures and successes and, and my goals of playing. Um so I think um yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun. You're right. That 40 to 40 to 50 is, is, is a good time, man. The kids are, your kids will probably be about the same age as mine, uh, during that time phase. And, um, yeah, they're fun, man. They're, it's fun yeah. to be around.
3: So you'd
1: see some good times.
3: I was, uh, sitting there thinking about, um, I think a lot, well, I want to share one more story. Um, I remember it was a kind of, I had a passion for hunting my whole life. Um, but I didn't know how to go about it. And so when I became an adult, I didn't, like, I knew I wanted to go hunting. I didn't know where to go or how to do it, per se. And I remember, like, I, I knew how to glass and um, sit down and find stuff. I could never really get over that hump of, like, shooting a big mule deer or shooting a big elk. And I remember I sat, I set a goal, like, I want to shoot a mature mule deer buck. And it took years for that goal to come full circle because I had to change a lot of things. I had to, you know, start putting in for out-of-state tags. And um, I had to go, I started hanging around people that shot big bucks. And I started trying to go on hunts with them. And then, you know, it took about three or four years and then I actually got a tag that, was worth anything to go find a big buck and was able to shoot that, shoot a good buck. And this year I was sitting down in my in my, my room and I was looking at these deer and I thought, you know, I just put a lot of energy and a passion into what I wanted to do and I was able to do it. And so I think like with Brad, doing putting a lot of passion into you know, racing dirt bikes. And I mean, you put so much energy into what you did. And not only did you do it, you took second place, which is pretty amazing, in my opinion. I'm a big bummer that you're not going to be racing. Yeah. Because you want to do the 40-year-old <coughs> division this year. But, and I think, um, I think energy has a lot to do with what you can accomplish, what you put your energy into, you know, what you focus on. and It's just crazy if you really focus on it and you put your energy into that thing. Like, if you know, we start working out. I'm, like, confident that I'll be able to change me as a person, like my body, and get healthier. Mm-hmm. So that...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, yeah, you killed... You big mule deer. So um yeah, I mean shoot the grass, what's that saying? The grass is always greener where you water it. So I mean it's it's uh you know, if you want something put put forth the effort and um it'll pay off. It really will. Hard a, work. Effort's right? a big part of it. Yeah.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. And priority and effort and <clears throat> what you want to do, energy, all those things really. It's sometimes I'll get going on too many things and I just don't feel like I'm doing anything good and I have to kind of sit back, reset, and focus on prioritizing it and then putting effort into that one thing and then I generally get a good result there, right? Instead mm-hmm. of, it's like, I'm just not getting anywhere. I'm spinning my tires.
1: That's where I was at, at the end of the year. I had, like, a lot of things going on but not, like, you know, it was good at, at all of them, but not, like, great at any of them. And sure. I didn't really like that. But I, I know that we can be better at a lot of them. And uh, I think a lot of it's asking. Like, for me, it was, it was or it is, uh, going into this next season or next year um, of what we're doing is asking, I guess, asking for help for the people that are part of it and actually demanding that they do it, too and right, not just letting it slide if they don't cuz that puts it back on me and can't do it all <laughs> you know as sure. bad but i'm also like we're also very picky about how we want things run too so it's uh you know it's i think you guys with with the dealership and and the business that uh, you have a lot of people that really do their job and i think that goal setting part that you talked about early on um kind of feeds into that, you know, like they're all accountable for their part of it. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I think that's really important to be successful. Um,
3: I think you guys brought up a good point. Like, they and Brad, Cody both did, um, you can make too many goals. You could overload yourself with too many things on your plate. And I'm notorious for this. And Brad's been helping me through getting stuff off my plate so I can live a, you know i can be good at these things instead of kind of good at all these things you know mm-hmm. so i'm definitely guilty of too much stuff on my plate and then what that does is water down everything else and uh then you don't be, and then you start missing things and forgetting things um people start getting pissed off <laughs> um so i'm definitely guilty of that and this last year My goal was to, you know, get stuff, simplify my life, you know, and this next year it's going to be the same thing, getting rid of things, simplify, uh, streamline my life so that it'll be more organized and the things I do will be have more energy and more thought into them and they, you know, we'll just be better at those things.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be
3: good.
2: Yeah, I think that's the goal for me too is kind of (coughs) refocus And setting those new goals, I was kind of talking about where I kind of ran at a wall where I don't want to say I met all my goals, but I just haven't sat down and really set some, I've kind of lacked the commitment. And I think I really want to change that and move forward this year and refocus on like a couple things instead of being kind of spread out this last year and need to kind of zone that back in. So I'm pretty excited. I've actually been really excited about this year. So I think it's going to be a really good year.
3: Yeah, 2021 is going to be awesome. I mean, COVID is going to be done with, right? Hey, let's let's have a over-under. What month <laughs> are luck. we going to be COVID-free? What month? We will, will never we'll, be COVID-free. I would have thought that was uh, May yeah.
2: 2020. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I what missed my mark.
1: two weeks
2: yeah. after we heard I about mean,
3: it. I mean, I think... End of March. That's when vaccines and everything are going to be, like, in the no-mask era, maybe.
1: So when you say COVID-free, you're talking about, like, restrictions are over? Yes. Or are you talking about... Re-
3: restrictions over. What do you guys think? The end of March? End of March is my Damn. thought.
1: You're an optimist. I, yeah. I I would love if you are right. I don't think you will be. Like, I've heard of... I've heard of uh, July... I've already heard of stuff shutting down until 2022. Oh my gosh! Like uh, there will I, be what I hear the other day.
3: out civil war We're if that happens.
1: To, I heard something the other day where they've already canceled something. I can't remember what do it is. Do you think
3: Major League Baseball will have fans
1: at some point this year? I, I think mean, they will. I don't think it'll be at full capacity.
3: Like what capacity do you think? I mean, NFL games have sixty five hundred people at them.
1: Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Tampa had
3: the Buccaneers? seventy thousand at their
1: what, game earlier this year. They the Bucks? sold out. Yes. Well, there's I mean, there's super no restrictions or, down there. So I mean, super I think it was then. Tampa Bay, I think. Mm. Yeah, like, probably one of the early Florida. games had. Yeah, so it just depends on where they're at. But um, yeah, I mean, I we don't like. Who knows if there's going to be a minor league season? Who knows if there's. Because, so, yeah, like, a minor league season won't um, be able to survive uh, financially because you don't have the television deals and all the other stuff. that They need fans. Baseball they need fans. They have to have fans or it's not going to work. Even fan restrictions aren't going to work. So that kind of puts a damper and restructuring of, of all the minor league stuff. And So it's interesting. It's going to be. Uh, on the baseball side, it'll be really interesting to find out. And I t- you know, I, we don't know a schedule yet. Like, nobody knows what's going on yet with the minor league side, and we hear major league sides still starting on time. And so we'll see. I mean, I don't. Who knows? But it's. Um, I mean, you
3: should have seen the, the sand. I think the end of March
1: is pretty. I I saw. I just showed him. I saw, saw video of it. And it's,
3: California, that was not Cali.
1: Yeah, but it's out in the middle of the desert. They're not going to restrict that.
3: Well, people are just like. Let's not talk
2: about it.
1: Yeah. Don't I don't want to give any. I just saw I pictures. People start doing I that. saw pictures. Well, yeah. that,
3: pictures of people in Northern California. Yeah, there you go. Northern California in the woods up there. Just yeah. acting crazy. Right
1: on the way. <sighs> next to Idaho.
3: Yeah, next right. <laughs> California <laughs> meet <laughs> Idaho. Jeez, that's a crazy Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that was a joke. I know, I know.
3: Brad got me this... Uh, Refrigerator for Christmas in uh, the gym slash garage area. And it is topped off with... In the podcast s- studio. In the podcast <laughs> slash,
1: studio. Slash, slash, slash.
3: And um, if this is not going to be good for my goal.
2: I just... <clears throat> I did it because I knew you were going to
3: set this goal. Yeah, you want to make it just...
2: I just want Really challenge you? Yeah. So what he wants he, to do I is, you can do is see
1: if you actually fill it with half water too.
3: Huh. Oh, I, you know what, there is you're a welcome. water thing in the pantry. There you go. I could bring it in here.
1: Just need some water to put in there and go one to one. Because right now you're three to zero. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but three, who's, count, who's counting? Who's, no one. We don't start till Monday. So. That's <laughs> the Happy bad new part year. about yeah. this
2: New Year. Uh, new Year new hitting it on a weekend.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. It comes on Friday. It's like I everybody's
1: yeah. New Year resolution doesn't start until It'll start the Monday. Fourth.
3: Well, yeah. for the podcast, we have a lot of cool things coming up. Some cool guests. I'm excited. Podcast has uh, got a bright future, and um, I appreciate everybody that listens to us. Do we have a tech thing for the week? Tech thing.
1: You got
2: any, uh, I thought you were asking for a massage chair tech. Uh, We do need tech
3: support. (laughs) But we have tech tip of the week, the uh, product of the week. I'm going to go with the sand dunes. And I'm going to go with HCR, long travel suspension for the Kawasaki. So I'm going to review that. And so this Kawasaki has 105 horsepower. All the cars that we were driving with um, were 170 to 200 horsepower. So this thing had, um, what, almost half the power as these other cars, these Razors and can And, I mean, Brad, I know he wasn't going full speed, but, you know, I was towards the back. But I was able to keep up with everybody. And it had to, for sure. had to deal with the suspension. And you know, I raced Robbie up the hill, and I beat him three quarters of the way up. I was smoking him, and then you know his turbo kicked in, and he beat me the second half. But I mean, I don't think he felt too awesome because I had a hundred horsepower. <laughs> he had one hundred seventy.
1: So, so he took his into the shop to get more put in, or what? No, he needs more. <laughs> susp- he needs more suspension. Give me more power.
3: I I realized on that trip, it's not about the power. It's about how. Suspension and how you drive, and that HCR kit—it's built tough. I mean, so Taryn, I told her, I was like, "Hey, jump! This is a nice little jump right here, you know. Give it a little, you know. There's not a huge amount of room for like to get speed, so I thought she would just, you know, she'd mess around a little bit. And she sent it, full send, <laughs> full blast.
2: I wish you would have videoed it.
3: Oh, it was like ten. No video. Dude, she was like 10 feet in the air. She came it was back
2: to like, camp holding her neck. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what happened out there?
3: She freaking knows that. I, It was like, have you seen the movie Hot Rod? Where the guy's like <laughs> way in the air. He's like, it's like slow motion. I was like, oh my gosh. What did I do? <laughs> it's
1: like an old school Dukes of Hazard thing. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> lands
3: on the front, does a front wheelie. I'm like, oh my gosh. I almost just went over the end. And the thing, the suspension was perfect. Now the mirror didn't make it; it snapped off. The mirror, <laughs> the side mirror, just bust, just busted. I don't. Does even that know mean the mirror hit the ground?
1: She came down pretty. No, I think it was just the impact. just the impact just knocked it off.
3: Yeah, I ran. A, I was she, say,
1: if the mirror hit, <laughs> it buried a little bit.
3: <laughs> and everything, I mean, was perfect. The suspension. There's no bent arms. There's nothing. I guarantee you, if you did that with a. Some other stuff. There's going to be some broken parts for sure. So, um, HCR, I'm really happy with that product. If you guys need some products for your side-by-side, it costs some money. But it's well worth it because you won't be broken down in the middle of the dunes with a broken A arm or something else. And me and Brad all know about being broken down in the middle of the dunes. So. Yep. And I've been broken down plenty of times. (laughs) Usually with a big sand car. That won't start. Yeah,
2: I'm so. proud of your new Endeavor into side-by-sides. Yeah. And so. then I ended up being the one getting towed out this week.
3: Yeah, I towed him out. I know. Saw it on the trailer It was out bittersweet.
2: There. Bittersweet? Yeah, uh, like or just bitter. for him probably. No. no. <laughs> no I, I, if
3: people blow stuff up, man, I feel bad for them, man. Whenever you blow something up at the sand dunes, it's like there's they're ching <laughs> There's the money right there. There's nothing cheap, you know. You blow up an engine. you ching on the way out there. Yeah, it's everything cha-ching, man. Everything you load yeah. up. Pay to play. Yeah, pay to play, bro. But you know what? There is nothing more free when you're out there and you just... For you, you two get seconds,
1: a, you're in the air. <laughs> for those two <laughs> before seconds, your the the mirror falls off. <laughs> before you hit the ground.
3: <laughs> yeah, But, yeah, that's my tech. That's my uh, product review of the week if HCR wants to send us some product to test out, you know, maybe on a uh, Canon Max, do some, right here. Brad has one. I do some
1: legit video on that,
3: huh? Uh, Brad will send it, maybe. Eh. Not like that. He'll. Want they it, send that free software. product. Well, we'll <laughs> test that? product. We'll review. We'll that. send some. We'll just say, put you know, like Jimmy John's in the seat. Just jump this. Punch it. Punch it. Now get out. <laughs> 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 you can send Tyler. Tyler, do a full send. Oh,
2: definite, definite full send.
3: Yeah. I got, I guess you Robbie doing that. Robbie, like Robbie, Robbie will do full. <laughs> sin. You have to like tame him a little bit. He needs a chain. He, right. yeah,
2: he was going for him. Both I see Brock kind of getting nervous, and I'm like, I should probably walk over there and tell him not to, to chill out. Like, he's gonna air himself or something. Yeah. And Brock finally, Brock walked over there before I couldn't. like, oh, good. Hey, yeah, yeah. dude, now I don't have to look like the one to tell him to chill out.
3: I'm like, freaking chill out, dude. You get hurt, dude. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I see dead people out here. I don't want any more dead people.
1: We don't, we don't want that.
3: When you see someone dead at the dunes, it changes everything. <laughs> no shit. That Can't I, imagine. Dude, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. And you know what's sad is people die every every big weekend. There's someone that died this weekend, I can promise you. And it's probably because they had alcohol or, you know, they're like Robbie that didn't have a mentor to tell him to cool the heck down and you just don't know how dangerous you got into it until you're 50 feet in the air <laughs> 50 feet yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah be that a wicked ha- place yeah i you know what i noticed i think the most dangerous spot at the dunes is the the small stuff the technical stuff because you think you might be free and clear from you know you're on the flats and then all of a sudden it drops off 15 feet it's like out of nowhere it's just there's nothing there
1: i've never been but a lot of the videos i see that are free if you see like somebody coming up one side and somebody coming up the other yeah yeah like i see a lot of videos like that i'm like dude this is insane
3: it was pretty busy it was more busy like when i did the last ride with Taryn, and i was like okay we're done because it was getting like that where everywhere you went there was somebody on the other side of a bowl or couldn't really get a good line because there's people everywhere. And I'm like, okay, hey, it's over. But um, I, I was going to tell a story, but I forgot. Sorry. No one's fault. It's my brain's fault. Or the Diet Coke's. It's
2: floating on Diet Coke.
3: Yeah. Um, well, appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brad, for coming out short notice. And Thank uh, you,
2: guys. Good time.
3: Can't wait for you to come back on. Everybody, if you want to give us a review, if, uh, if I can do something better, or Cody, let us know. Um, we want to make this podcast better. And um,
1: You send questions to uh, the Instagram page. Yeah, you DM yeah. them to the Instagram page if you want.
3: Check out playing the game on Instagram. We got a page. We do. And, for uh, sure we do. Yeah, send us some questions. We'd love to answer anything you guys have. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.